Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Our guest today has battled numerous health issues, including anorexia and fibromyalgia. Over the last 15 years, she's been on pharmaceutical medications, but started using cannabis in June of this year. Joining us from Summerland, British Columbia, to tell us her story is Kim Ratcliffe. Kim, good of you to join us. Thanks very much. Thank you for having me. Kim, take us through some of the health issues you've been dealing with over the years. Well, as you mentioned, I had anorexia. I am fully recovered, and I have been for over 15 years. I had my eating disorder on and off for over 20 years. And I also have, as again, you mentioned, fibromyalgia, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, IBS, interstitial cystitis, osteopenia, osteoarthritis, back pain, insomnia, migraines, just to name a few. I could go on, but I think people will get the gist of it. Boy, Kim, you're a mess. I am a mess. How did how did all of this happen? Um, the anorexia was something that started when I was in my teens, in sixteen, when I was sixteen years old, and I just really didn't know what it was. And it just came to a boiling point when I was in my thirties, and I got very ill and needed hospital treatment. And obviously recovery after that, which took me about five to seven years to fully recover from it. Along that road, I seemed to have developed the chronic fatigue and then came the fibromyalgia. I've always had the back pain from a car accident many, many years ago. I broke my tibia plateau and that was when I found out I had osteopenia and migraines I've always had as well. And insomnia, I don't think I have slept probably in over 30 years as a normal person would, whatever normal would be. So your sleep is interrupted at night continually because of the pain and discomfort? Because of the pain and the discomfort. The interstitial cystitis, I'm not sure if a lot of people are aware of what it is. And the best way for me to describe that is that the bladder has a layer. I call it the gag layer. And with that, the acid from my urine eats away at that layer. So what happened to me was very lucky because my half-sister has it, and I was diagnosed very early. But it does come with a lot of pain. And so since then, I use a pharmaceutical medication for it, as well as having two operations a year just to keep me where I am today. And I know that without those two, I would most likely be wearing a bag right now. So that's what interstitial cystitis is. So it does get me up a lot during the night because I have to frequently go to the bathroom. And then, of course, when you have fibro and all the other pain elements, that wakes you up as well. So I'm lucky if I can get two hours of sleep at one time and then I wake up and then I maybe fall back asleep, maybe not fall back asleep. And that's how my night is. Kim, you said you have two operations a year. Did I hear that correctly? Yes, you do. It's about every eight months that I get it now. Exactly what do they do? 
Um, I call it a dilation and cystoscopy. So what they do is they go in and I always say, because it's easier for people to understand, is they blow up my bladder. So when I first go in, I can only hold maybe 150 cc's at a time. And then when they go in and they expand the bladder to about 50, six, pardon me, 650 cc's, it gives me relief. It gives me a little bit more time where I don't have to go to the bathroom as often. Then you can sleep a little better. Sometimes, yes, sometimes not. How, it all, you know, it certainly helps, definitely. How long can they continue doing this, Kim? As long as I need it. And so far, I've been doing it for over 15 years. Mm-hmm. Given all the, the ailments that you have, how many medications have you been on? I've been on, well, I take about eight medications a day on top of my vitamins. Now, what led you to try cannabis in June of this year? Well, I have thought about it and thought about it, but just never followed through with it. And my husband was actually instrumental in saying to me, why don't you give it a try? Why don't you give it a try? And I never did. And then I finally said, okay. And he said, good, because we really have nothing to lose because of my quality of life. That's what I'm after is quality of life. And that's when I decided I would try cannabis. I'd read about it, but just didn't feel I was ready to pursue it for various reasons, mostly the stigma about it, how it's bad and people don't talk about it. And they think you just want to get high off of it. Things like that. Yeah, there is a stigma about being a crazy stoner, isn't there? Absolutely, definitely, and I know that it's still out there. I know that it is very much still out there, but what I've experienced since being on it is totally different. I've never been against it. I've always been for it, but I was just obviously not ready to try it, and I got to a point where this spring I was in so much pain using double the pain medications that I was using. Yes, narcotics. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what else to try. What type of uh, cannabis were you taking? Uh, Was it a tincture or an oil? It's oil that I'm taking. Okay. And what was your experience with it? When I first tried it, it's CBD oil that I first tried. And I started off slowly with it. And I didn't feel any different with it at all. I was still taking all of my pharmaceutical medications And I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how I was supposed to feel with it. I didn't know if I'd even notice a difference in it. You know, many people have asked me since being on it, well, how do you know that it works? And I can honestly say that I don't really know that it did because I still take the pharmaceutical medications. But knowing what I know now from way back in June, I know that it definitely works. And you started in June, but how long did you take it before you decided to stop? I took it till about the first week in November, and I got to a breaking point where I was just crying for two or three days because I just couldn't take the nauseousness anymore. I couldn't take being no energy anymore. I just 
couldn't do it. I was just so stressed with it. And so the doctor that I am seeing that is helping me with this had suggested go off of everything for a week, see what happens and restarted it. And that's what I did. And now knowing that most likely what happened was I rushed it. I wanted instant relief from this, like you would get if you took a Tylenol. In an hour, you would normally feel better. I realize now it doesn't work that way. So I increased it far too fast for me, and I ended up with the results that I'd been having, which was the nauseousness, the lethargic no energy, as well as the, um, the sinuses that were affected by me. And you know, what I mean by that? Sorry to interrupt, but I'm I'm wondering. Um, quite often, we'll see um, with uh, cancer patients who are uh, taking start taking cannabis, or not even just cancer patients, MS, Lyme, etc., where they'll go through a period where they seem to uh, go backwards instead of forwards, and more often than not, what's going on is a bit of a herxing reaction or detox. Yes, and I'm also wondering too because at that time I was still taking gabapentin. Mm. And I decided, well, that would be the first medication that I could throw out of my system. And I maybe I went too fast with it and I went off of it too quickly. So there's probably a numerous amount of things that may have contributed to how I was feeling. But I also knew that cannabis was working for me. I could see a difference in my pain throughout the day. I could see a difference in my swelling in the morning. I could see so much benefits from it, especially with the irritable bowel syndrome. Within maybe two weeks or less of taking it for the very first time, my irritable bowel symptoms were gone. Great. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really good. So, Very amazing. Yeah, it sounds to me like intuitively you knew it was working, but you were going, you were taking a bit too much. And as Corey said, you were experiencing this Herxheimer reaction, which is a detox, and it was making you feel unwell. Does that, yes, make, ma- yeah. that make sense to you? That definitely makes sense to me. And I mean, I didn't know any of it. Like I said, I didn't know how I was to feel. I would go on the internet searching for the symptoms that I was having, and there are lots of wonderful websites out there. But when you go to these big, large website pages, they're full of information, but you go there like I did, and it's, I don't even know where to begin. You know, don't even know what to look for, and it was so overwhelming. And so because I have my eating disorder website page, that's when I decided I would start a new tab on there calling it My Cannabis Journey. So how long did you go off cannabis? From You took it starting in June, and how long were you on it and then stopped it? I was on it until probably the first couple of weeks, well, maybe about a week into November, around and about there, and I went off it for only one week. Within two days of being off of it, the nauseous was gone, my sinuses seemed to be better. The pain was definitely back. The swelling was definitely back. I wasn't sleeping anymore. And I went back on it a week later. We did an interview uh, yesterday with Juanito, a fellow in Croatia who had MS symptoms. And he was taking cannabis oil and the high THC. And he was sleeping a lot. 
and uh, his mother was giving him a bad time. But he said when he stopped it for 24 hours, the next day he felt fantastic. Yes. And so I, 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 I see some parallels with, with uh, what you're doing. I can certainly relate to that because since being back on it, which will be about three weeks this Wednesday, I have not experienced any nauseous. I'm not experiencing anything else. My irritable bowel symptoms were back just before I went off of it. Within two days of being back on the CBD oil, four doses, a very small amount, 0.3 milliliters, within four doses, my irritable bowel symptoms were completely gone. And how long did you have irritable bowel? I've had that over 15 years. Wow. And you take just 0.3 milliliters four times a day? No, I take 0.3 milliliters at 12 p.m. and about 8 o'clock at night. And just this week, I've added a bit of THC during the day at the 12 p.m. one. And then at night, I take 0.7 milliliters of the THC to help me sleep. Still taking all of my pharmaceutical medications, including all of my sleeping aids. And I just increase it very, very slowly. And that seems to be working for me right now. Now, my doctor also suggested at the time when I met with him to take it on an empty stomach. And I'm no longer doing that. I make sure that I have something in my stomach first, and then I will take it. Are you looking to, at some point, to wean yourself off of your pharmaceutical medications? Yes, I would love to get off all of them. But if I don't, I'm accepting that. That's okay with me. But that is my goal, is to get off as many of them as I can, especially the narcotics, and just strictly have cannabis. Do you have somebody advising you on how to take this? Like, Where are you getting obtaining your uh, um, CBD and THC from? Mostly it was from the doctor that I had and still am seeing, I've had a few conversations with some other people making suggestions here and there. Mm -hmm. And so not knowing anything, and that includes the dispensary that is local in our area. And I listened to all these people, and I was very, very confused about which route to go. And I think that was part of it for me that was so frustrating is I Mm -hmm. didn't know which route to go because I didn't have the information. Now that I know how my body reacts to the CBD and the THC, because at that point, I was taking 60 milliliters of CBD a day and at least 20 to 30 milliliters of this THC at night. So I decided when I went back on it, I was going to go my route and see if it would make a difference. And it certainly has. So when you refer to um, your physician, are you talking about a medical physician? Yes. And he's got, does he have a fair bit of experience then with treating um, patients with cannabinoids? Not really. Um, My family doctor was not interested in pursuing and helping me with this, but he did point me into a direction of a website. So I went there and they didn't have it, but they pointed me to yet another website. 
and I contacted them, and that is the physician that I'm seeing. There really isn't any physicians in our area that are very knowledgeable with it for well, whatever reason. Well, that's, uh, I think, a problem right across Canada. It's not just I, where you are, unfortunately. But I agree. I think it's across <clears throat> I, yeah. totally. I think it's a North American problem, really. Yeah. You know, you're talking about how many mills you're taking of, of, you know, THC and CBD, but you know what strength it is? Yes, I do. The CBD is 30 to 1, and the THC that I'm taking now is 10 to 1. And I should add that during those four months that I was taking it, being at the dispensary and, you know, talking to the people there, I was using four different brands or products of all kinds. And that's the other thing that I decided to stop. I'm sticking with one brand, the one brand that I've had mostly for the beginning and not introducing anything else because I needed to know if the cannabis was really affecting me, if that's what it was, and then I wouldn't be able to take it or use it, or was it maybe the other products? So when you say brand... What are you talking about there? Like, uh, is this like a company that is making what you're taking then? And yes, there's a company in the area here that produces it. I am registered with a licensed producer, which I just recently did. Right. I have not tried their products, but I did register with them. I wanted to do that for two reasons: one, so that the federal government could see that cannabis is an awesome product and hopefully they will see the amount of people who are registered and maybe push along this new bill that might come through or what have you. Right. And that's why I did it. And then I just chose the one that was recommended to me from my physician that, you know, I've been seeing and helping me through the cannabis. Right. Can I ask you, um, do you know if the CBD that you're taking is from hemp or from cannabis? Hemp. Ah, have you, tri- have you tried CBD from cannabis? No. Because um, I don't know how not much you know about me, but I, I've worked with a lot of people who treat themselves with cannabis, mainly cancer, but other ailments as well. And certainly in other ailments, there's a huge difference in results with patients who are taking CBD derived from cannabis and CBD derived from hemp, in my experience. And you see, I did not know that. Okay. And the ones that the ones that I'm taking now, it's actually the sativa because I know there's sativa and indica, and it's sativa that I'm taking. So I didn't know that, Corey. Oh, interesting. And sativa too can come with it with its own issues sometimes. Um, for example, um, sativa is energizing, so you don't want to be doing sativa if you're going to try and sleep. Exactly. Exactly. So. Corey, let me ask you: What's the difference between hemp? CBD and cannabis CBD. Okay, I'm not a scientist. No, we we realize that. But, <laughs> um, uh, with with cannabis CBD, you've got the entourage effect because you've got you know the other components that make up cannabis in there in small the terpene, amounts, terpenes, terpenes and flavonoids, etc. Yeah. That you don't have with hemp. I, you know, I I just saw a red light when you were talking here because I guess because I'd like to see you have a whole lot more success than you're having. It's sounding to me like you are having success, but on a pretty minor scale and. When you were speaking, it, it reminded me of a conversation I had with um, Dr. Janet Sweeney in uh, Colorado, and I was te- I was all excited and telling her about several friends of mine who had some really horrible arthritis and how well they were doing after only a week on CBD. 
And she said, oh, are you sure it's um, uh, n- not the uh, placebo effect sort of thing? And I'm like, no, you know, I'm positive. Um, I've had, got 10 different people. And she said, oh, because we've b- given um, CBD here to, you know, a number of people with arthritis with no effect whatsoever. Wow. And um, that's when we discovered that the CBD she was uh, referring to was from hemp, and the CBD I was referring to was from a strain of cannabis called Noodle. Ah, uh, okay. That, like I said, that I've not heard. The THC that I am using is from the same licensed producer, and you know it's mixed with coconut oil. So, mm-hmm. you know, but it is the sativa one as well. Okay, so do do be aware that that's energizing, which is great for the daytime, but maybe not so much if you're going to try and sleep. Exactly. And that's something, you know, that I would like to try is the indica at night because I know there is a difference with it. And both of the THC, there's, quote, a daytime one and a nighttime one. They do have the terpenes or however you want to pronounce it. It is says that on the bottle there. It's a real uh, learning experience. This isn't it, Kim. I mean, I'm sitting it here. Been, I, I'm sitting here listening to Corey and thinking, "Wow, I didn't know any of that stuff." <laughs> and neither did I. Um, that was great information. I didn't know it. It has. It's been an amazing journey so far. Nothing what I expected, but I didn't know what to expect. Like I said, you know, using the Tylenol for a headache, I wanted instant relief. I was, you know, trying to find personal stories, and I couldn't seem to find anything. You know, none of my friends that I knew were using cannabis or if they had, you know, wasn't discussed with me at all. So it's definitely been quite the journey. It's been a very much a learning experience, one that I don't regret of any sort at all because it's taught me a lot about cannabis as well as my body. Right. How does your doctor, the one who uh, said he didn't know very much about it, how has he reacted to you taking cannabis? You know, he was really all for it, but he just, you know, his excuses were, well, I don't have enough information or I don't want to sign my name to the piece of paper. All of the stereotypes, and I know that Dr. Hepburn has talked about that as well. And when I told him that I was using it and I was on it and I see him every couple of months just for my regular medications. He's very happy that I had found something that will hopefully work for me. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Has has the cannabis at all helped you with your bladder issue? I can't say that it has, no. But I have so many health issues that, you know, which one do you pick? first sort of to go with and when I restarted it again that's what I thought about which one did I want to start off with and the first one for me was lessen my pain and lessen the swelling I can go another few months if I have to without sleep but I wanted to let the pain and the swelling go down throughout the day and that's what I was focusing on I wonder you know I've got um, probably a dozen, half dozen, dozen of my people have the same bladder issue as you um, and have seen fairly good results. However, they're using a high THC oil. I wonder if you started using more THC, whether you'd see some changes there. And I might. I know that, you know, when the summer months were here and I was using quite a bit of THC at night to sleep, for example, 
I would get stretches of sleep anywhere from five to six and a half hours. And for me, that's a dream come true because I can wake up the next day feeling somewhat normal. Oh, I hear you. (laughs) But what happens is when I go the six and a half hour stretch and I wake up to go to the bathroom, my back and my bladder are so full that I feel pain from that. Mm. So I know eventually I'm hoping that it will help. But for me, like I said, it's just one step at a time right now. Yeah, sure. I'm not I'm not giving up on cannabis. I am so not giving up on this because I have seen what it has done for me in the past four months, even though I had all the other issues with it, the nauseousness, the extreme tiredness, et cetera, et cetera. I'm wondering, Kim, if uh, you went on, started to take the higher THC uh, after you have this procedure to enlarge your bladder a bit, which would give you more time to sleep and recover. Yes. My next operation actually will be in February. So it will be interesting to see what my urologist sees when he does it and how I do afterwards to see how well I am with it, too. And I have no problem taking the higher amounts of THC by any means. I'm here as a human being who wants cannabis as a medical way of dealing with my life to give me quality of life. I'm not here to get high. I never have been wanting that. Although in experimenting with the doses through those months, yes, I have been, but I just want to be able to see, you know, what's going to happen. Is there anything else you'd like to say in conclusion, Kim, about uh, your issues or about uh, the use of cannabis and other people who may be listening who may have similar problems uh, to yours? Well, the first thing I would like to say is don't give up. Don't rush it. There's no reason to, and that's where I think I might have gone wrong. Continue to take your medications as you do until you feel comfortable until because we all know our bodies so until you feel comfortable you're ready to not take them anymore believe that cannabis does work and i would much rather take cannabis than taking these pharmaceutical medications because of all the side effects from them great kim it was uh, gracious of you to do this and to talk about uh, some of your issues we greatly appreciate it thank you very much thank you very much and my website is Eating Disorders, Recoveries Possible, dot Weebly dot com. That's my eating disorder website. But like I said, I do have a tab on there that I am now doing my journey with my cannabis. Great. Thanks, Kim. Thank you so much, Thank Kim. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, you take good care. You too. Before we leave you, dear listeners, I'd just like to say that Cannabis Health Radio is supported by our listeners. Corey and I would encourage you to go to the donate page on our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and make a pledge. You can make a one-time donation, or you can become a monthly supporter for as little as $3 a month, the price of a cup of coffee. And we thank you for your support. Wherever you are in the world, thanks for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.